Hey guys, this is Craig Hostetler. Welcome to the Black Sheep Experience. This is episode number 36. And so thanks a lot for hanging out with me today on the podcast, man. Um, Definitely appreciate you guys um, Yeah, just hanging out with me here on the podcast. So I think I have a very interesting podcast lined up for you today. Um, As many of you know... And, and many of you are also in the same practice. I've been trying to explore some of the practices, the ideas that are present in the what we might call the metaphysical community. Um, because I consider myself kind of a metaphysical Christian. So I've been trying to explore some of that, um, investigate the validity of it, and then if it's something that, I, that I'm into, how can I integrate that into my already present faith? And so today we're going to talk about what I think is, is, I think there's a ton of validity to it. I'm still in the exploration phase, but um, everything that I've seen so, more, so far, I really have buy-in. And um, this is an, an energy present within us. And um, these energy fields or centers, I think maybe a better word within us, are called the chakras, right? And there's essentially seven of those. And so that's kind of what I'm talking about today with uh, my new friend, AJ. Um, And AJ is uh, really an expert kind of in the field. Now, before we jump into the podcast, I'd really like to give you some information, and I'll repeat this at the end end as well. But if you want to dive in, after listening to this, if you want to dive into the to the chakra thing, uh, the best thing I can tell you to do is go to my7chakras.com. Now, the way you spell chakras or chakras uh, is C-H-A-K-R-A-S, right? So my7chakras.com. Dot com And there's a couple of cool things on AJ's site, and one of those is a free chakra uh, mini course, which I think looks really interesting, and I'm going to uh, do that as well. So, yeah, I'm going to jump into that. And he also has a podcast, which I've been checking out quite a bit lately. The way I was first introduced to AJ was through, he was a guest on another podcast, and uh, was super interesting very insightful and informative and so I definitely wanted to have AJ on uh, the Black Sheep Experience. Now what's interesting uh, is at the end of my conversation AJ brings up um, all these interesting ideas and information he has uh, about Jesus and so (laughs) uh, I didn't realize that he had that depth and knowledge of that so he's going to come back on and we're going to talk some more about that in the next few weeks. Uh, anyway, why don't we just jump into the conversation? I, I think you're going to enjoy it. I think you're going to find it informative. So again, and I'll mention this at the end, the best way to jump, if you, if you dig what you hear today, the best way to investigate this further is go to AJ's website, and that is uh, my7chakras.com. 
All right, guys. Uh, once again, man, if you dig the episode today, please let me know. So simple, man. Jump on Instagram, jump on Facebook, uh, jump on Twitter, and just shout out to me. Hey, man, listen to the podcast today. Uh, loved it, whatever. Um, and let your friends know as well. It's really a big deal. It means um, means very much to me. All right, let's jump into the conversation with AJ. Hey guys, this is Craig Hostetler, so welcome uh, once again to the Black Sheep Experience. Um, So today I have something that uh, I'm extremely interested in, and I think I've got really uh, an expert in the field, and so if everybody would uh, welcome, and and, uh, welcome to the podcast, uh, AJ, how are you, man? I'm doing good, Craig, how are you doing? I'm doing very, very good. So... Um, you are, I guess, an expert, and and we'll talk a little bit more about what this is. But in the area of the uh, of the chakras, correct? Yeah, I mean, the way that I'd like to put it is, I'm a student of the chakras. I'm a seeker, and uh, what that allows me to do is ask the right questions and uh, go seek out uh, the answers to the questions that I have. And one of the questions that I'm always asking is about the chakras. How you know, understanding more about the chakras, finding how they can help us heal, transform, align ourselves, as well as the ultimate question: What is our purpose here on Earth? And I believe, based on you know what I've searched so far, is that the chakras do provide us with a map of uh, really uh, realizing our true self and uh, living our life in alignment with our purpose. So happy to uh, share what I've found so far. Yeah, so that's pretty heavy, man. Uh, so <laughs> I... Um, I heard you on a podcast, and I couldn't tell you which one, but I was, I was, okay. I, and I know you have a, a very popular podcast as well. I, I assume, is it My Seven Chakras? Is that the podcast name as well? My Seven Chakras, that's correct. Yeah. And I can, you know, talk to you about the significance behind the name as well, but. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I first uh, was just going through podcasts, and I found you right. um, in a discussion on a podcast with a couple of ladies, and I couldn't tell you the, the name of the podcast now, but I was very, um, I, I, I guess I was just captivated, and, yeah. I, and I began to read more on the chakras and, and what they were, So my, my, and I'll give you a quick overview of my background. So I came from a very evangelical background. Um, yeah. My wife and I pastored for 20-some years. Okay. And um, there were lots of questions that I had, I guess, through that time period that I wasn't really allowed to ask. Mm-hmm. So what I always say is those those questions, they don't just go away. You can suppress them, but eventually they start popping their head back up saying, hey, <laughs> you still haven't <laughs> dealt with me, you know. Yeah. So we eventually left that setting. And so my, yeah. my, my uh, pantheon or my God would still be... Um, the uh, Judeo-Christian God, Jesus Christ. But I've really looked into other things like the chakras and even tarot and some of those kinds of things. So let's talk a little bit about what the chakras are. They're not necessarily devoted to a particular religious belief system. Is that right? Correct, yeah. Uh, 
not particularly aligned with a particular religious system uh then first of all it's wonderful that you know you were pastors for a long time uh what i believe is that we are all coming together to seek the truth whatever the truth might be right and uh, it's important to ask questions at every point you know don't settle for what is the status quo or what is out there but continuously see questions which what is what i am doing but to, to really understand the chakras and to put it in the way most simplest way we need to take a couple of steps back and understand what life is and if you ask any of the ancient seers or sages or uh, you know rishis who were meditating in the mountains or in the jungles or in the forests they would tell you uh, that life is the flowing of energy right uh, which is called prana which is called chi which is called ki in japan which is called bios in ancient greece and so if there's energy flowing in our body which is emotions and thoughts and subtle energy then there is life and to facilitate this flow of energy uh what they found thousands of years back uh is that there are these meridians or these uh, pathways of energy all throughout our body also known as nadis and guess what uh through contemplation and through certain experimentation they discovered that there are about 64000 of these meridians all throughout our body and they have mapped it as well you find these intricate charts sometimes but out of the, all these uh, different meridians you have three main uh, meridians that are of major significance uh, one is the major one which is called the sushumna and then there are two minor ones that sort of crisscross across this major uh, meridian called the ida and the pingla and if you look at it it sort of looks like a double helix of the dna and that's pretty fascinating mm-hmm. because what they found is all throughout our life all the daily routine activities that we do um right talking to people engaging con- you know having conversations or walking or basic activities are all done when the energy flows you know from the bottom of the spine at the root going up the ida and the pingla which is the not the main channel right these these are the uh, intermediary channels up to the up to the crown but when uh, and the purpose of uh, spiritual ascension is to through contemplation through practices through certain inner work ensure that the energies are not flowing through these secondary channels but through the sushumna the main channel and so you you know focus all the energy take it at the root and channel it upwards and you know along the way you come across these uh whirlpools of energy now uh, what i forgot to mention is where these uh meridians intersect or they mingle that's where a whirlpool or a vortex of energy is created and these three channels intersect or crisscross at seven locations along the spine of our of the human body and that's where the seven chakras are sort of formulated and each chakra governs a specific aspect of our life or a specific dimension of our life or a specific consciousness of our life and the idea is if you just pay attention to these areas and use certain techniques and you know methods to balance or harmonize or purify these centers then we'll get closer and closer to realizing our true self I hope that was uh, clear and if you have any questions please let me know. Well, yeah, I have tons of questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I I do find it so I guess here's the thing for yep. for my uh, for the for my basic understanding. So along essentially the spine from yep. uh, probably your um pelvis area all the way up to the crown of your head 
Yes. There are these seven, and I'm going to call them, and this might be the wrong term, but there are like these seven energy centers. Yes. Okay. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. Okay, and so then each one, I, I know each, and I have such basic, I, I, I tried, but man, it's it's a little bit complicated to digest, yeah. but um, each one kind of represents even a, a different aspect of our, of our being, right? Like uh, security or confidence or yes. voice. And that type of Absolutely. thing. So, so these can get, um, I don't know, is clogged the right word, or or something happens where they're not quite activated. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And do you mind if I uh, explain them? No, please okay. go right ahead. Okay, so let's talk about. I mean, these chakras are so fascinating because they mimic our existence on the earth, the journey that we are on on this plane on earth. They sort of mimic it. So we start with the root chakra, which is at the bottom of the spine. Um, and what it does, it's it's the role of this chakra is survival, safety, security, and ensuring that we are not dying. That's that's the major role of this particular chakra, um, and it's also called the Muladhara chakra in Sanskrit. Right, so it's at the root, at the base of the spine, and the time of time when this chakra sort of develops is the first seven years of our existence. Because think about it: when you're born, you're a baby, you're not thinking about self-actualizing, you're not thinking about doing wonders for the world, you're thinking about surviving. Because if you don't survive, you're not going to self-actualize, you're not going to express your voice, nothing like that. So that's the root. The second chakra, which is um, below the navel. Uh, two inches below the navel, that is the sacral chakra. Uh, it's also called the Swadhisthana chakra, which is the center for expression, uh, sensual expression, sexual expression, and creative expression. And if you think about it, after the first seven years of existence, after we know, okay, we're not going to die, then it's about expressing ourselves. And that's when if you see, you know, children and adolescents, their sexual organs are, you know, developing, they're sort of becoming more creative, coloring, painting, drawing, they become very fascinated with all these things. And that is the sacral chakra. And then then after that, you have the solar plexus chakra, which is all about, you know, really understanding who you are as a self, um, stepping into your uh, personal power, raising your self-esteem, increasing your confidence. Um, and that chakra is also called the Manipura chakra. And that happens at the third seven-year cycle in your existence. Now, as far as the blocks are concerned, and, you know, obviously you have chakras going up to the seventh chakra, which is at the top, which is the crown chakra, which is experiencing oneness, uh, connection, uh, and true alignment with your purpose here on earth. Uh, that's the seventh chakra. But basically, the reason why we experience blocks is because... Uh, you know, life itself, right? We realize that we have energy all around us. We interact with people. We have uh, discussions. And for some reason or the other, maybe in a relationship, uh, we undergo, we have trauma. We experience negative emotions. We have these uh, stuck patterns in our mind that don't really serve us. And when you have these patterns, uh, that's when a block develops. And the thing is, when you have that breakup, for example, with your girlfriend or, you know, when you experience a divorce or maybe when you lose your job and that can be a pretty traumatic experience. When something happens, you tend to forget the incidents itself. Maybe you get a new job or uh, maybe you go into a new relationship. But if you don't have a mechanism for really processing that trauma, for processing that emotion uh, or that experience, it 
you know it's in your subconscious it's there somewhere and it'll come out in ways that don't make sense sometime in the future if that makes sense so those are the blockage patterns the holding patterns that are there within the chakras and like i said the chakras mimic our life existence the purpose of life is to at some point confront uh, you know that which is in your subconscious or the stuck patterns or the emotional blockages and in doing so you ascend to the next level because you change the meaning that you give to that experience that negative experience that you had you change the meaning and then you become uh, i guess more wiser more stronger so so that that's the and that's what i understand from uh, the holding patterns the block patterns and and you can uh, you can clear them or you can purify them or you can balance them in in an, in a variety of ways okay so now we've got um after the solar plexus there's what there's four there's actually four more that is, that are ascending okay and so let's talk about those real quick sure so after the solar plexus uh which is the uh fourth chakra uh you, you then sorry the uh, third chakra you have the fourth chakra which is the heart chakra and the heart chakra is sort of the in between uh, between the spiritual chakras on top and the earth chakras below and what the heart symbolizes is balance uh energetic balance because you're balancing spiritual energies with the earthly energies but the heart is all about uh, you know exp- experiencing love giving love compassion gratitude uh, altruism and so the heart is always looking for opportunities to experience more of that more connection uh the heart is also known as the anahata chakra in sanskrit and then after the heart you go into the throat chakra which you, which as you've sort of alluded to is all about expression expressing your voice expressing your story expressing your ideas but not only that it's all about attention also means which means listening to what is being said around you reading between the lines and things like that um and so uh you know uh, uh, for a moment i wanted to talk about blocks so i spoke about blocks right these yes. certain patterns emotional patterns uh mental patterns now initially right when these patterns are there you might experience some discomfort or some unease but the thing is that if you don't do something about it over a period of time that disease that discomfort becomes um an illness you fall sick if something is not done about it then that um sickness becomes a disease and guess what if you don't do anything again it might develop into something like a cancer or something even worse uh, death so in other words the body is always trying to remind you hey we don't want a uh, craig or hey aj you need to let it flow you need to let it go you need to process those emotions and those thoughts because if not that's not healthy and i'm going to send you signs and reminders for you to do so uh, mm-hmm. so anyway coming back to the chakras you have the throat chakra which is all about expressing your voice and so think about it um, you know when you have this truth within you something that happened in your life when you have this idea this magnificent entrepreneurial idea it's in your heart but for some reason you're not able to express it you feel that stuck you know uh feeling in your throat and i've seen a lot of people experience that that's probably because your throat chakra might need some balancing and healing work uh so once uh, now that we've spoken about the throat uh you have the third eye chakra which is one of the most popular and fascinating <laughs> chakras yes, <laughs> right very popular right now it seems like yeah which is all about the third eye chakra which is all about the um really 
embodying and honing your psychic awareness, your intuition, your ability to channel and receive messages from beyond the will. Uh, and so that is that governs not only your intuition, but also your little vision as well. And so sometimes when your third eye is weak, you might make decisions that is based just on logic and not really considering what your inner voice is telling you mm. or what your gut is telling you. And that's pretty normal because we live in a society these days where we're so dependent on uh, social media and technology and what other people think of us and what the media is telling us that we forget our own inner voice. And when that happens, well, guess what? You're not making decisions that are based on intuition in your inner voice. Uh, so that's the, that's the second last chakra. Uh, and then finally, you have your crown chakra, which is sort of, if you can pictureize it, sort of like a fountain that's spurting out of your at the top of your head it's not really a chakra within the body but it's sort of connecting your physical self which with the cosmic or the cosmos or the Tao or the universe or the Brahman and so it's this understanding that you know we come from that space where there's no time and there's no space and we're we're going to go there and so just uh, experiencing that oneness that serenity that connection that alignment with universe and we we experience that from time to time whenever we go on this wonderful hike or when we're sitting at the lake and we're just not thinking about anything or when we come out of a meditation we have those glimpses of that oneness uh, but the crown chakra is all about uh, once you open that once you unlock that uh, you are in a, at a higher sense um, connected with the universe oh wow okay so <clears throat> um I have I have a lot of questions for you, I guess. Now, oh, so <laughs> I, I I I find this absolutely fascinating, and I I, yep. I have complete buy-in, or at least ninety-eight percent. So so yep. so pretty high. It's, yep. Now th- these 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 develop along the patterns of our life, but as we go through life, any one of these can become essentially blocked, and yep. so we have to learn to kind of deal with that. And these. Yep. As you said before, uh, when you have these blockages, first it probably creates some type of uh, emotion or discomfort, and then that can manifest right. into physical. Yes. <clears throat> so, <laughs> this is a loaded question probably, but how do we go through the pro- – first of all, for everybody, um, as you're listening to this, if you want to – jump on my seven uh, chakras uh, that's AJ's site that's my seven chakras.com uh, just as a side note and we'll talk more about that before we get off but how do how do we begin the process of so so would you call these uh, pathways do, do you open them is that is that how that works if there's a problem there is that what that what you're doing right uh, I think it would be a combination of opening clearing and balancing okay. because a lot of times if you're very new to this field of working with your chakras then a lot of times uh, your chakras are not that active and so in that case you want to keep it open right you want to open up the chakras you want to activate the chakras you want to activate your subtle energy sensitivity so that you're able to sense the energy that's flowing up and down your spine or you want to feel that energy like when you hold your two palms close together and you push those palms close together without touching them, you sort of feel a sense of repulsion and then attraction. So basically, uh, you know, 
getting into the feel of things uh that's the opening part but you don't want to have the chakras too open because then you'll allow a lot of the you know emotions and thoughts and energy from around you that does not really belong to you and so the, the chakras really uh serve as regulators of energy which means that you need just enough energy just have enough information to serve your body and the uh, uh, the effectiveness of the chakras is in releasing the energy that does not serve you any longer and so if it's not functioning properly that's when it that's when the uh, whirlpool or that doorway of energy uh, develops a, a blockage okay and so um, i'm sorry so your so your question was basically Uh, can you state it again? Well, I, yeah, I, I would. I, I would assume that each. <laughs> I don't know how 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 it works exactly, but I would assume each chakra um, has some form of healing work that you can yeah. apply to bring balance back to that particular individualized chakra. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, there are a variety of ways in which you can um, work with your chakras. The most advanced is obviously using meditation, uh, where you're using the power of your mind and your visualization to sort of uh, balance and heal the chakras. But um, that, in, in terms, does not come naturally and readily to people who are just getting started. I think the easiest way to get started is through food, because we all can recognize food, we all love food, and we cannot survive without food. So, one of the easiest ways to start uh, working towards your chakras. Uh, because the chakras are all associated with a particular color and as you know color is associated with a particular frequency so keeping in mind the type of foods that you're eating and also noticing what chakras need balancing uh that's going to take the uh, that's going to take you towards uh, chakra balancing so what i mean by that is the first step i think in your chakra journey would be to sort of gauge a, a, and get an understanding of which of your chakras might be slightly underactive and might need work and i found that the best way to do that is to take a chakra test uh there's a there's a popular test that is available online which i've linked to at my7chakras.com/test so when they go there it's a 56 Uh, question sort of survey, uh, and the, at the end of it, you get like a pretty accurate uh, summary of which chakras need work on. Okay, so once you know that, uh, then from the standpoint of food, all you need to do is that you consume a rainbow diet. So the uh, root chakra is associated with red, um, the sacral is with orange, solar plexus with yellow, right? Uh, the heart chakra is with green, throat chakra blue. Um, third eye chakra is indigo sort of almost violet and the crown is uh, purple so the idea is basically to ensure that when you're looking at your plate of food that you're having adequate amount of red orange yellow if your heart chakra needs balancing have a lot of greens especially you know broccoli kale spinach that sort of thing mm -hmm. but if you ensure that you're you're having a rainbow diet that's one very powerful way to start balancing your chakras um so that's through food you can also balance your chakras through mantras mm -hmm. and what mantras are really are their seed syllables their sounds that can automatically initiate a sense of healing within your body i mean we all been to that uh, musical or to that orchestra or maybe heard our favorite band and as soon as we do it it has a way of um, making us feel 
extremely good and relaxed right especially if you love that band or that music uh, so in the same way there are certain primordial sounds certain mantras that when intonated automatically relax that particular chakra and do you mind if i share the mantras right now yeah yeah i want you to do that let me real quick because we have uh, my my audience is uh, probably uh, um, a lot of them are are deviating or pulling away from an evangelical background so Right. So I, I would love to know what each individualized mantra is, and yep. also, if you could, for myself and everybody as well, how do you do mantras? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, see, I mean, I want to stress the point that you know, uh, following the chakras does not really mean that you're following a separate religion. You can still be a good Christian and you know, balance your chakras. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's that's the thing. You can still be a good Buddhist and work on your chakras because the chakras essentially are just energetic organs within your body. And if you recognize that you do have a soul and your physical body, which you're part of right now, then there's no, you know, conflict between who you worship and uh, how you balance just your energy. So that's um, so that's the idea right now. Yeah, very well said. Thank you. Yeah. So as far as the mantras are concerned, there are seven mantras. It's very simple to sort of uh, internet but the root chakra so let's say you know you realize that you know you live in a you've moved into a new city maybe you're living in new york and now you moved in california for some reason you just don't fit around you you feel that you're not able to integrate well into the population you don't feel like you belong you don't feel like like that grounding experience that you felt in your hometown you know that's one of the root chakra imbalances and so what you can do uh, is intonate the the tone lum l-u-m and so you would just sit uh, in the lotus position or maybe on a chair close your eyes and you would say lum right and then you would hold that vibration and as you do that you would project that vibration into the root chakra area so the root chakra is associated with the tone lum the sacral chakra which is the second chakra is associated with the tone vam v a m or v u m so that would be vam and then the third chakra would be ram R U M and these charts are available online as well, uh, just for your reference. But the third chakra is Ram, um, the fourth chakra is Yam, Y U M Yam. Uh, the fifth chakra, which is the throat chakra, is Hum Hum. And if you think about it, when you internet that particular sound, you sort of feel your throat as well vibrating a little more, right? Uh, and so just that vibration has the effect of purifying your energy and all that muck or that stuck energy, that emotion, that thought, that worry, that that fear or that anxiety sort of has the effect of getting pushed away or cleared away. So hum for the throat. And finally, the third eye chakra is Om, which is something that is really popular, the mm-hmm. primordial sound, right? Om. Mm-hmm. Om. And then the, the crown chakra is associated with silence, which is eternal and timeless. So that is just silent meditation. Now, I want to make a mention about Om because, you know, everyone's fascinated with Om. Uh, but why Om? 
why why om and so there are numerous meanings for that but if you see the 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 mantra om it is composed of two separate sounds one is uh and ma right Mm-hmm. And so, if you think about it, why, 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 uh, why that sound? Well, if you if you go to anyone who is ailing or who is tired, who is fatigued, or maybe if you go to the hospital, you hear people groaning, right? You see, hear people say, uh, "So why do they say that?" Well, it's not because they are negative. It's because when you say that tone, you feel a sense of relaxation. that allows you to bear the pain for a little longer uh right mm. and ma if you think about it what do babies say for the very first time when they are born ma right mom or mother but mm. ma right so om is basically a very intense relaxation with the recognition of the um mother energy if that might if i may say that mm-hmm. uh, which is also the universe which is also the cosmos right so that is om which is the third eye chakra mm-hmm. and so the idea is to keep it really simple and whenever you have a moment to uh, intonate these mantras or these syllables and uh, experience it yourself if it works for you great do more of it if it doesn't work for you there are many other ways to heal your chakras uh, you can also use it uh, do it using color so basically let's say you want to balance or heal your heart chakra close your eyes and visualize a green ball a green radiant vibrating pulsing ball of light in the center of your chest and just imagining that has a has a has the effect of uh, really healing and balancing your heart chakra so you can just visualize you don't even have to chant if you're you know finding it hard to intonate this particular tone or mantra just visualizing a ball of uh, light with the corresponding color of that particular chakra will um, heal and align your chakras Yeah, something I'm, I've noticed uh, through a lot of uh, conversations and and my own, I guess, investigation is yep. at some point if you really want to evolve spiritually and you want to evolve as a as an individual, you have yep. to begin to develop a sense of trust um, yes. in, within your own intuition, your own internal knowing. Is is that fair? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think uh, this is really profound. This is really truthful uh, because it's hard, right? It's hard to trust your intuition, especially so in the beginning, because it's like your mind is uh, giving you suge- uh, suggestions and nudges and and insights and 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 messages. And sometimes they don't just come from your intuition. Sometimes it might be from your spirit guide or spirit team. If you ascribe to that, but basically my understanding is that we feel that we are alone in this universe, this journey that we are on. on on earth but the truth is that there are certain beings ascended masters um ancestors even that are here with us at all times and they're trying to communicate with you they're trying to send you certain messages something that will help you along the path because the truth is that life is ch- is really challenging and hard and obstacles seem to come out of nowhere and sometimes because you trust your intuition you are taken in a completely different direction <laughs> compared mm-hmm. to the rest of the people and sometimes a few months down the line or a few years down the line especially if you listen to your intuition you may be like wait did i take the right step i mean i'm 
in the desert. I'm I'm in, out of nowhere, uh, and people are enjoying and having fun, and it seems like they've made the right decision. But like you've sort of alluded to, it's important to listen to your intuition and trust it, even though it doesn't make sense right now. I like to give the uh, example of the Chinese bamboo tree. Have you heard of that? Mm, I don't. I I don't guess so. Okay. Well, it's, uh, it was popularized, popularized by uh, the motivational speaker Les Brown. But what he says is, if you see the Chinese bamboo trees, it's a magnificent uh, tree that goes up, grows up to 60 to 70 meters. But the truth is, especially if you plant it, uh, the astonishing part is uh, for the first, I think, six to seven years, you don't see anything, nothing. And so you're watering the plant and and you're looking at it every day and you go every other month and nothing, zero. And so you wonder, is it ever going to see the light of day? Am, am I making a mistake? Uh, am I just in the wrong field or right? whatever decision you've taken? But if you persist and if you, if you ensure that you don't give up and if you're resilient and if you uh, keep at it and if you have that light of hope within, then within seven years, after that, within a few weeks, your tree reaches 30, 40, 60, 60 feet tall. Huge. And so the question then becomes is, did that tree grow so tall in a few weeks or was it seven years? And if you really ask ourselves and be honest with ourselves, it's seven years. Because, you know, success in however way you define success is not an overnight journey. It's a lot of persistence. There's a lot of, lot of trials and failures as well. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it's about listening to the truth within you that nobody else knows. Only you know and only you can understand. And that is why it's so important to balance your chakras or heal your chakras. You know, do some inner work, meditate, so that you can listen to that faint, slight inner voice that's trying to give you your next idea, your next message, or just an assurance that everything is going to be all right. Yeah, you know, and, and we're so, life is so convoluted and difficult and it's so fast-paced that yeah. I think a lot of times we are, we are involuntarily, or voluntarily, I guess, I guess unknowingly, yeah. we are silencing that inner voice just right. by all the noise that, you know, that surrounds us. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of the story. I've, I've really been getting into um, uh, Buddhism lately. And yeah. um, I, I, I just think uh, the the things that he had to say they were so f- fascinating but that's that's really how he came to his enlightenment you know was kind of sh- I, I know he went to an extreme version of this but yeah. he, he set the world out from from himself and began to seek truth uh, and allowed it to be you know presented to him and so that's kind of what we're talking about a little bit oh absolutely and i think even he did not predict that right i mean right. it's not like he predicted what was going to happen to him he just uh, had certain experiences he saw certain sights and he was reminded of the suffering that there is in the world and then he thought to himself well what do what am i supposed to do on my journey on my path to um, you know self realization and so i think it's really profound that he took that uh, those steps for the benefit of humankind and uh, you know to, to my understanding, there are two ways in which we can seek enlightenment. Uh, and one way is obviously the extreme way, where you leave your family, you go to the mountains, or you go to the forests and you meditate. But there's another way, which is called the bodhisattva. I'm not sure if you've heard about this particular term. But the bodhisattva is a person who understands that he or she needs to enlighten 
um, you know, themselves. But they also realize that there are so many people around them that are having these questions and having this yearning to awaken spiritually and going through numerous challenges and trials and difficulties on a daily basis. So they have this voluntarily choice uh, to not, uh, you know, go away and seclude themselves or keep themselves away from the rest of the world, but to be in this world, in the city, in the place that you're in, and serve and support the people around you while in the process awakening yourself. And so that's the path of the Bodhisattva, to mm. not escape, but to be in the midst of the challenges and serve and support. Yeah, it's amazing the little things that you don't realize without getting too far off the subject, but just the um, being a an, a being or an essence yeah. of kindness. Yeah, <laughs> I know that sounds kind of silly, but really, if if you can just walk in kindness, yeah. that seems to yeah. like start to open up internal pathways, as oh, opposed to absolutely. being frustrated and angry, and you know what I'm, you oh, know yeah. what I mean. I mean, if you look at the Vedanta, which is a a, a, a branch of Hindu uh, philosophy, mm-hmm. what it says is that, uh, you know, in seeking God, don't seek God outside. Mm. First, seek God within you, right? Because if you learn to worship the God within yourself, uh, then you've made a lot of progress. But next, you need to recognize the God within everyone around you. Mm. And that's that's not easy to do, uh, especially if the other person or group of people have been harming you or talking negatively about you behind your back or just being unkind with you. But the moment you realize that God is within you and around you and everywhere, uh, you know, in all the interactions that you have during the day, that has a paradigm shift, an energetic shift within your body. And like you've realized, uh, you know, I don't like knowledge or wisdom that is abstract or esoteric because that's not applicable to the average person who may be listening to this podcast as well. I like simple stuff because simple is not really simple <laughs> because the simple is actually powerful. And like you've pointed out, if we you know just spend some time each and every day to be more um, kind and uh, you know compassionate with the people around you, that itself will be a huge uh, shift. But I think a lot of times we're the person that we need to be most kind to is our own self mm-hmm. because we're so critical of uh, of you know our place in the grand scheme of things. And we we look at Facebook or Instagram, we notice that people are so much more successful or talented or wise or uh, right uh, or smart. And the truth is that uh, there's never going to be a person who. Right? There's always going to be that next step. There's always someone who's richer or wiser or smarter or more talented than you. So, so the truth is to not compare yourself with anyone else apart from your own self uh, and to be kind with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Just look at the mirror and say, hey, I love you. Hey, you're amazing. Hey, you're kind. Hey, you're wonderful. Uh, because what I found is the more we get attached to our identity, that, that makes it difficult to to change if that makes sense so if you call yourself you know a bad person guess what the change is not going to happen easily so you know it's small steps one one step at a time right (laughs) yeah 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 but they're they're really important uh so so let me clear up a couple of things just for my own self um this 
energy. Well, first of all, each chakra is yeah. one isn't more important than the other, right? They, they all have the same level of importance, essentially. Oh, absolutely. That's what I believe as well. Each chakra is equally important and holds a plays a key role in our ultimate self realization. Because the the third eye thing is so big right now. And yeah. everybody, there's tons of videos on opening the third eye, and I'm sure Correct. you're familiar with that term. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that would be nothing more than just opening that um, third eye chakra, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so it's not that it's not some big mis- mysterious entity out there. It's it's just opening that that chakra. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing is that it's not a process of uh, learning something new. It's about remembering. And that's what I like to say. We all mm-hmm. have these abilities, these psychic abilities and these uh, uh, sensitivities that we have for some reason forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, it's becoming more and more common nowadays. Children are being born with these psychic abilities of remembering their past lives or being able to decipher what thoughts or emotions the other person is having, right? If you look at a baby, I mean, it's happening more and more these days, but when a baby looks at you, they're not looking at you, they're looking around you. And what I found is they're looking at your aura. (laughs) They're looking at your uh, colorful aura. And the beauty is that we, society has a way of making us forget uh, all these abilities. But the beauty is that because of all these media, we're having conscious media that is now allowing us to uh, remember these abilities that we have, kundalini, the chakras, soul ascension, remembrance, things like that. So it's beautiful. But the other thing I wanted to mention is and the reason why all chakras are important is because they, you run a risk by focusing on just one chakra of it being overactive. So for example, uh, if you're only focusing on your third eye and you're awakening your third eye, um, you run the risk of being too egotistical, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That you're so immersed in your own magnificence, in your third eye awakening, that you forget that your heart exists. You forget that your root exists, right? And so, to me, in fact, I re- recently released an episode on this, being spiritual is not enough. <laughs> mm. Because, you know, just because you awaken, like you've alluded to, just because you awakened your third eye, it's... it's you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's it's not huge, right? Um, you know, just because you're spiritual, it doesn't mean you're above the rest. What is more important than being spiritual is being a person of the heart. And being a person of the heart is all about service and compassion and understanding and and, uh, and kindness, right? Because if you meet the, the most wisest person in the world, they will bow down to you. And they will smile at you mm-hmm. and treat you as equal because they realize the more you know, the more you realize how much you don't know. <laughs> mm, yeah, and, and that's the truth of the universe. Absolutely, yeah, that's a tough one to learn, but uh, it, <laughs> it, it 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 also applies a certain amount of freedom. So so now let me pull you maybe perhaps into some controversy. I don't know. Oh yeah. Um, we talked, and you, you you brought the word up earlier, which is a, a, another new popular thing that you see yep. everywhere, and that's right. kundalini. Yeah. I mean, I see it all over the place. I know kundalini yoga is huge right now, but what right. what is the difference? So in my high school years, um, yes. I did martial arts, and right. I got into, during that time period, I got into tai chi, and I loved it. Yes. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah. So... It, I, I know they're. To, I know Kundalini Yoga is totally different than Tai Chi, but right. are they accomplishing the same thing, or are they accomplishing different things? Uh, 
so from what i understand uh, um traditional chinese healing and medicine is very similar to traditional hindu or indian healing and medicine okay in that um so in terms of their you know cosmology they refer to the entire universe as tao mm-hmm. india we refer to the entire universe everything eternal as brahman Mm-hmm. and they uh, we have chakras they've got tantians and they got three major tantians and uh, we understand that you know life is flowing of energy and we need to ensure that there are no blockages and that the energy is able to flow so it's similar so tai chi from what i understand and i, I love qigong uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, so tai chi i believe is falls under the umbrella uh, the parent of uh, qigong and then you got different types of qigong medical qigong and spiritual qigong but basically the idea over there is cultivation of energy for health wellness and spiritual ascension so the understanding is is similar in both uh, traditions you're trying to ensure that the energy is able to flow correctly and properly right mm-hmm. now what kundalini is and uh, so the understanding of kundalini is that at the top of your crown is consciousness right right at the bottom at the base of your spine is energy raw energy and this is a dormant potential energy because it's usually sleeping uh, and if you visualize the the kundalini it's um uh, uh, imagined as a coiled serpent mhm it's basically it's potential energy and the purpose of a spiritual awakening is for you to channel that energy and that's why at the start i said the sushumna nadi which is the central channel is to through meditation through practice channel that energy so that you're able to you know take that energy force up the spine across the chakras and meet with the supreme conscious consciousness at the top and when you do that um that's when you have a kundalini awakening mhm but here's the thing it's not going to be simple <laughs> because you know like i said you know there are blocks and uh, there are three major um milestones i guess along this journey of the kundalini which are called the granthis and so it's like you know you watch these old movies and sometimes you have a gatekeeper right who asks you a riddle and if you don't answer the riddle correctly you're not allowed to pass so in the same way these granthis are there um uh, uh at different areas along your spinal column and the idea is that whatever challenge that you've experienced in the past whatever uh, you know memories that you've long forgotten whatever emotions are uh, stuck there or in a holding pattern you need to confront those you need to deal with them you need to heal them and once you do you can ascend to the next level in your kundalini experience and so the purpose of 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 that is to uh, ultimately uh, mix energy with consciousness and once you mix that you have a sense of self realization and understanding that you and me and all of us are not different we are united we are one and we are part of this collective consciousness this higher intelligence so uh, and and so you can awaken the kundalini in a variety of ways uh, the popular ones like you alluded to are kundalini yoga or even kriya yoga which was popularized by paramansa yogananda um and tai chi so uh tai chi is i think a 
from what I understand, a more martial form of Qigong. Mm-hmm. And so there's the energy cultivation. But I think the similar, the most similar thing to Kundalini in the Chinese tradition is what is called a microcosmic orbit. Hmm. And so basically what you do there, you're channeling the energy, taking it up the spine at the top of your head and then bringing down the energy uh, from the top back to the bottom. And so following this uh, cycle, um, and that has the effect of really calming your body, relaxing your body, and also taking you, you know, leaps and bounds towards a spiritual awakening. So it's called microcosmic orbit in the Chinese tradition. And in the Hindu tradition, it is called uh, Kriya Yoga. Okay, how do you spell that, just out of curiosity? Which one? Kriya? Yeah, it's K-R-I-Y-A, Kriya Yoga. Okay, yeah, I've seen that somewhere. Okay, wow, so so much information. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's so fascinating, <laughs> right? It's, 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 really, it's really amazing. But the thing is, I mean, just, uh, just wanted to point out that, you know, there's no hurry. There's no uh, thing that you need to do everything today for all your listeners. Because the thing is, you need to do this, uh, you don't need to be very careful with uh, Kundalini. You've got to be very careful with raising energy up your spine. And if possible, do it with a mentor or with a guru. Because otherwise, if your energy gets stuck in some part of your body, it's got, it causes a lot of discomfort, You know, especially if it gets stuck in your head. You know, mm. migraines, headaches, stuff like that. So be extremely careful when you're working with your kundalini or channeling your energy up your sushumna nadi. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about, um, for people that are interested in beginning the process, um, oh, yeah. I, I was messing around on your website a couple of days ago, which is yep. my 7chakras.com. Uh, um yep. And you've got all kinds of stuff on there, like the there's a, a free mini course, and I know you have your own podcast. And so, how would you suggest, um, especially with the tool like your website, what what would you suggest people do to to kind of begin this journey? Yeah, uh, I mean the best way I can support uh, at the moment, I've got a free mini course, uh, which sort of uh, walks you through the basics and the foundations that you need to keep in mind when you're embarking on your journey um, and so it's uh, basically delivered via email so it's super simple really easy and these are the things that you need to keep in mind to have like a joyful smooth uh, awakening and certain mistakes to avoid as well and uh, you know if your listeners are interested then the link is chakra sprint.com forward slash intro Okay. So, so that's yeah, so that, chakrasprint.com forward slash intro. That is correct. Okay. And, that, and that's a great place to start, it sounds like to me. Yeah, absolutely. If you're completely new to the chakras, you're fascinated, you're a bit curious, and you want to learn more, uh, then that's a, that's a good place to start. Again, completely free. It's uh, basically an, uh, delivered via email. So, in the comfort of your home, you can just read it and sort of get to know more about this wonderful journey that you're about to embark on. But yeah, it's uh, pretty, pretty, pretty exciting. Yeah, and then and then you have your podcast as well, and I'm yes. sure that's iTunes and and um, Spotify and all that stuff. Yeah, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts. We also do a video, so in case uh, they want to check out my Seven Chakras Facebook page. Um, 
if you like that page then you'll automatically get notifications for when we go live so we do the uh, video streams for the interviews and then it is launched onto the various podcasting platforms uh, in the audio format okay yeah i your your website's uh, fascinating there's a ton of stuff on there and i know that had to take some work to put that together so yeah i guess we i guess the community owes you a thank you <laughs> No, thank you. I mean, I appreciate uh, the the reason why I do this is because I'm personally really fascinated and uh, interested in this journey. And, you know, every day I'm learning something new and I'm more than uh, happy to share whatever little thing I learn, you know, along my journey. Uh, and, and in the process, I get to meet some amazing folks like yourself and the other people that I interview on my show, uh, which is beautiful. So thanks a lot for having me on your show oh no (laughs) thank you i i it's absolutely fascinating and um it's also a little bit mind-boggling because there's so much information available on it and from so many different sources which is why i really wanted to have you on because um you have a way of of communicating it uh, so it's understandable and not so, you know, y- your mind doesn't feel dizzy after listening to, you know, some of your explanations. And, and I appreciate that. Not everybody's able to do that. So th- that's why I wanted to have you on so badly. Uh, you just have a, a really wonderful way of explaining it in a way that's understandable. So I, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you. And also, uh, one of the reasons why I was really inclined to do this interview <clears throat> is because I can relate to you and your audience in a wonderful way as well because I'm not sure if I've shared this with you but my mom is a Christian so my mom is a Christian my dad is a Hindu and so growing up I would go to both the church as well as to the temple and so doing that uh, allowed me to really broaden my perspective Mm. and get to know the Bible as well as the other uh, texts that are part of the Hindu tradition and what I realized was that even though I might not be that inclined towards the church as we know it, I have a deep connection with Jesus, if that makes sense. And uh, so, it totally does, because that's where I'm at right now, too. That's where you are, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've done so much of research about Jesus and where he was and, you know, and the people that he met and the, and the things that he did and the Council of Nicaea, right? Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, there's, there's this book written about Jesus um, was in India. Now, this is controversial, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, but there's definitely something to say about the years where it's not written about in the Bible, like where did he go, where was he, right? And uh, I don't know. It's, no, it's it, it is. It is actually really <laughs> interesting, and I know exactly what you're talking about. And uh, maybe one of these days uh, I need to have you back on and we can just talk about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it would be awesome because that is one of my favorite subjects as well and really more that i would appreciate oh yeah absolutely uh i love talking about that side of things because you know i'm, I'm all, all about uh, seeking the truth and like i said you know i i don't believe in like uh, i i espouse a lot of hindu values and buddhist values as well but you know it's it's I, I love everyone. Like humans are my favorite species. <laughs> and so because I've got this background of Christianity as well, and my mom still practices, uh, you know, she goes to the church every Sunday. And so I, I love it. Like I would love to have a conversation with uh, people from all traditions and all backgrounds because there's this commonality, there's this truth that we're, that we're all seeking. And if we have the right mindset, 
like you know asking questions and not being afraid to find the truth and then change our beliefs that's when we experience the shift mm. right so i completely appreciate what you're doing here it's a beautiful mission that you're on and in any way that i can support you please let me know but yeah really inspiring what you're doing right now oh thanks thank you so much and uh yeah i'm i'm definitely uh i definitely want to have you come back and we'll talk about that subject because it is I know it's controversial, but it's it's incredibly fascinating as well. So, yeah. Oh yeah, so far it's important. It's important that we share this information and whatever notes I have, we can trade notes, learn a lot from you and your experience as a as a pastor. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I, I know. I think we're we're new best friends now. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, AJ, hang on for just a moment. I'm going to close okay. it out, but I want to talk to you afterwards. And uh, once again, thank you very much. Uh, for being on and and everybody i'm gonna once i uh, once the music is over and i come back on the other side i'll uh i'll give you all the information on how to connect with uh, aj so aj hang on just a moment and uh, everybody else thank you for listening and i'll catch you on the other side of the music all right guys man thank you so much for hanging out today what a great conversation. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm completely captivated by the subject, and I'm going to really be diving into it personally over the next um, several weeks or months or years. <laughs> you know how that works. Uh, but yeah, absolutely phenomenal subject. So listen, once again, I wanted to uh, reiterate um, the best way to make contact with AJ. Now, I know for a fact that he's on Instagram. I know for a fact that he's on Facebook. You heard him talk about that they go live on Facebook quite a lot. And um, I think that that's a very cool thing. And then also, his website is really amazing. And that's my7chakras.com. And so if you want to learn more about that, there's a free chakra mini course on his website. Um that looks really, really interesting. So I would encourage you to do that. Man, I hope you dug the episode today. I hope that you were able to take something away from it uh, that will be um, enriching, you know, that will be, I guess, a, a, a type of an awakening for you. And I, I certainly think there's something there. And uh, we will explore the uh, the chakra system, right? All right, guys. So thanks a lot, man. Again, jump on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, shout out to me. Let me know you're listening. Uh, let me know you dug it or you hated it or whatever you want to do. And I will catch you, you know, out there in the uh, atmosphere. All right. Blessings, guys. Done. <laughs>